This is Adam Carricker on the ticket. Position right of the quarterback, out of the shotgun, first and 20, jailbreak screen in the air. It is tipped, it is intercepted by Carricker at the Missouri 21-yard line. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, eight-year NFL vet and All-American defensive lineman Adam Carricker. Shotgun snap to Everett. He's got the left arm going, and now he's got a whole lot of Adam Carricker who rips him down inside the 25-yard line. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com, here's your host, Adam Carricker. Welcome, everybody, to Adam Carricker on The Ticket. It is Monday. It is noon to one. That You know what that means. Fastest hour on radio each and every week here on 93.7 The Ticket. I was about to say in Lincoln, but it's on YouTube. It's on TV now. Okay, The Ticket is so. Each and every Monday, noon to 1 p.m. Central Time. Come grab your lunch. Come join me with me. Pretty soon, I'll be doing some game reactions. Husker football season's getting close. All right, that Minnesota game's on a Thursday night. I'll probably be starting my Friday shows the very next day. DP and I are going to chat right after this and get that figured out. But when Husker games move to Saturday each and every Monday, I'll be doing my game breakdown. So hopefully at some point during that fastest hour on radio each and every week, something uh, un poquito inteligente comes out of my mouth at some point. That's the extent of my Spanish that I took for two years in high school. Also, me llamo Adam. Como estas? Muy bien. There we go. I have maxed out my Spanish knowledge, although it did kind of sound intelligent, I hope. Maybe it made sense. Maybe it didn't. But here's our fine program today. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Miles Farmer, uh, he's headed to the Q, Syracuse. Going to join Travis Fisher, his former defensive backs coach. Now, all right, he left the team. A little bit ago, but how does this specifically, because sometimes guys enter the portal and come back, how does this specifically defend, uh, affect the defense now? The 3-3-5, three, three, the defensive backfield, that whole back seven or however you look at that back eight with the 3-3-5 three, three, defense and that alignment because it varies all over the place. All right, also, Xavier Betts, all right, officially no longer with the team for the second time in a year and a half. How does that affect the offense? My thoughts on his heart not being in it, things of that nature. I've seen other people. You know, their heart wasn't in it. This isn't the only time this has happened. Uh, honestly, when I've seen it in the past, it just kind of flew into the radar. This one was a lot more publicized, at least when I played. Okay, we've got Tony Velan, two-time national champ, Super Bowl champ, all Big A performer, all right, a team captain in the 90s. He's going to be joining me at 12.30 p.m. Central Time today. Normally, former Husker Josh Davis and myself put on a camp for kids in the area where we live. Now, that camp was still put on this past summer, but Tony stood us up. Now's my chance to call him out and see what the heck that was about. All right, so it's going to be a great show, going to be a lot of fun. Also, before we light this candle, dive into it and talk some Husker football, we're 24 hours away, less than 24 hours. CharacterChronicles.com launches tomorrow, August 15th. All right, tomorrow, August 15th, CharacterChronicles.com. Corn Craze, Connor Hayden, Rob Zadiska, Doc Talk. We just added them to the website last week that will go live tomorrow. Ashley Spitznoggles Art, John Johnston, who is definitely not boring, highly entertaining of Corn Nation. We got a Where Are They Now section. We've got highlight tapes. We're going to have highlight tapes after games that go up the next day on Sundays, eventually as well, Friday after the Minnesota game on that first Thursday night game. Uh, I can't even remember everything. We've got merchandise. We've got all sorts of stuff. All right, go check it out tomorrow, tomorrow. All right, before we do that, before we light this candle, dive into this show officially, I want to give a shout-out to GE Landscape and Supply. You're probably driven by them countless times, likely without even knowing. At 6701 Cornhusker Highway, now it's time to stop in. 
GE Landscape Supply sells to homeowners and contractors with a vast selection of landscaping and construction materials. They sell in bulk to save you money. Buy anything from a five-gallon bucket to a semi-load. And don't forget, they deliver anywhere, nearby or far away. Stop by at 6701 Cornersco Highway from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday to Friday and 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturdays. Go to GELandscapesupply.com for more info or call 402-467-1627. I almost forgot the people segment. We're going to end the show right with the people segment today. As always, send me your questions, comments, concerns. Am I right? Am I crazy? Am I somewhere in the middle? Let me know. 402-464-5685. Possibly my favorite segment each and every week. It's kind of like my kids. I ask them what their favorite sport is. It's whatever sport they're currently playing. So usually my favorite segment is whatever segment is going on live. But I always look forward to the people's segment because I legit have no idea what's going to be thrown my way. And I love that unpredictability. That's the last 10 minutes of this show. 402-464-5685. Call or text your questions, comments, concerns, and or thoughts. Now, let's start first. All right. Miles Farmer, again, it's not new news. He's not on the Huskers. All right, but now he's officially going to the Cuse, Syracuse. All right, joining his former Nebraska defensive backs coach, Travis Fisher. Now, this is the safety who finished second in the team in tackles last season and was a main cause for excitement in the secondary. Okay, before he entered the portal. Now, one of the questions I've gotten recently is Does this diminish my excitement? Okay, in the third level of the defense, or does the depth help with that loss? Now, I just did an interview with Tony Wyatt last week. If you missed it, check it out on YouTube. Towards the end of that interview, I'm like, Coach, give me some guys who have stood out this offseason or, and or under the radar guys. This was not a short list. I mean, my goodness. I had to go back and because and, we tried to get pictures of each and every single one of these guys so we could put them up in the video so people could put a face with a name. This was a lengthy list. It was about a dozen people. And I don't think... He was trying to be overly kind or generous because he came up with these names. Boom, 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 boom. If you listen to the interview, he just rattles them right off the top of his head. He wasn't like he was have to search. He was having to search and think and try to find names. A lot of them were secondary guys. Okay, Malcolm Hartzog, he sang his praises, said he's been doing some big things. It still boggles my mind that through five games last year, this guy hadn't even hardly played, if at all. And then all of a sudden, he's like one of the main guys going into this season. So Malcolm Hartzog. All right, Marcus, Marquise Buford was named. Omar Brown is a guy that coach brought up, said has looked very well. Quentin Newsom, you've heard a lot this offseason about Isaac Gifford. People love the way that he is playing. And he, I think he has found his role, his niche in this 3-3-5 defense. The dude's just a football player anyways, if you go back and watch some of his film from last year. All right, Chief Borders, highly athletic. Jamari Butler, a guy who stood out to me a couple of years ago. And disappeared a little bit last year. But if you watch his athleticism, his ability to get after the quarterback when he does so, that first-step explosiveness, he's got a lot of potential. He's got that first-step, get-off-the-ball explosiveness. And that was a name that Coach White brought up. MJ Sherman. Okay, now a lot of these guys are transfers. I shouldn't say a lot, but some of these guys are transfers from this offseason from Georgia, Florida. And a lot of these guys possess a lot of athleticism, which obviously is what you're looking for in this 3-3-5, mobile, attacking, okay, hopefully confusing, so you can kind of come from all over the place with these blitzes type of defense. And they fit in very well physically. And Coach White obviously thinks they're doing a good job so far through camp. 
You look at some of the linebackers, I'm going to shock you with these names. Luke Reimer, Nick Henrich. Oh, shocker. Who would have thought that? Those are actually the first two names he gave me, but I started with the secondary more with my list, so to speak. And I know there's rover positions or all sorts of different flexible type positions in this 3-3-5 defense. Now, here were some of the other guys that he named as well. Okay, Prince Will, John Bullock. All right, now, and, and some other guys, and I'll get to the defensive line in a minute. Kind of save them for the end. You got Blaze Gunnerson. I know he's kind of flexible as well, but Nash Hutmaker. We don't have a lot of experience on that D-line. That's one question I asked him, and he addressed it. Ty Robinson's really the only guy with much experience at all. Okay, Nash Hutmaker probably has the next most. All right, and he's, he's, he spoke Nash's praises highly. A young guy, a guy who's very strong, if you know anything about him. A guy who works his butt off and plays with a physical mindset. Young, growing, developing, high-ceiling potential future down the road. Now, back to the original question, which I have not yet answered. All right, does this, talking about Miles Farmer, officially not returning to the program, heading to the Cuse, Syracuse, good old New York, all right, does this diminish your excitement in the third level of the defense, or does the depth help with that loss? I think the depth helps with that loss. Obviously, we would love to have Miles. He's a talented guy. He's a guy who's played a lot for us, made a lot of plays for us, was only going to get better. But I think I spoke on this last week on this program. Matt Rule is prioritizing, okay, setting an actual culture, not just talking about it and pretending to do it, but actually doing it. It's a culture of being disciplined, of being accountable. Our best running back from last year was suspended at the beginning of spring ball. Obviously, that was a while ago but he was setting a tone right off the bat with their very first practices ever under Matt Rule, okay? We no longer have a tight ends coach that is with us, okay? We don't need to go off into the weeds about that that's been chatted about. Miles Farmer, okay? And obviously, you know, Miles was, was suspended, and that, we most of us assume, kind of led to the transfer portal thing and things of that nature. You know, one thing was posed to me, you know, if a player is suspended, should that carry over if he's transferred someone else? Uh, my answer to that, and this was a social media question, would be if it's from college football, like the NCAA as a whole or whatever the case may be, yes. If it's an in-team suspension, I don't think so because you've changed teams. But, again, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on that. It does, my point is this does not diminish my excitement for this secondary because of the depth, because of the talent, because of the potential effectiveness that they could have this season. Okay. So I actually get more excited, and to repeat, I'd love to have Miles here, but I get more excited about the tone, the culture, the discipline, the accountability that is being set by the man up top. It's not just lip service, okay? People's actions speak so loudly for me that I can't hear anything they say, okay? When someone says something to me, if their actions don't follow it up, all, all I can see is their actions because I can't hear anything they say if their actions don't match their words. And right now, so far, Coach Rule's words and his actions are matching up. And that gets me more excited than any one or two or three particular players or coaches or whatever the case may be. Now, you start to look a little bit at the rest of the defense. Just real quick, I've pretty much gone through the back end levels, the back seven or eight, however you want to look at it, in the three, three, five. You look at the defensive line. We do need some guys to step up. Ty Robinson is a guy who has played well. He's played better each year he's been here. We need him this year, frankly, to be an all-conference type performer because we don't have a ton of experience on the D-line. We certainly don't have a lot of depth, at least not at this moment in time. I always look forward to guys stepping up. I always look forward to guys surprising me. That excites me more than just about anything. I love that. But at this moment in time, 
He's the one guy we can look at and say, hey, we know you can be a baller for us this year. Now, we think Nash Huntmaker can. We think some of these other guys can, but he's the one guy we know can. He needs to be an all-conference type performer for us at some sort of level. He's got to be a stalwart because he's got that type of ability, potential, physical tools he possesses, and experience. Hopefully, Nash can step up, probably in that nose guard position, okay, or somewhere along the defensive line, and some, some of the guys can step up and offer some depth as well. This is not a full defensive line segment. This is more topical. Maybe I'll dive into the defensive line more in depth next week or a couple shows into the future before Minnesota because we're going to have to stop the run against that Minnesota offense as that game gets closer. I know up to this point I've talked more about Colorado than I have Minnesota. But let's be real. I'm not a player. I'm not a coach. I don't have to look at the next game in front of me. I can do whatever I want at this point. I'm not getting on the field, and I'm not calling plays, and I'm not making tackles. So, uh, But I am going to focus more on Minnesota the next couple of weeks, and then obviously that Colorado game where I heard a rumor that Deion Sanders has maybe banned Red from the building again. I don't know that it's been confirmed. What I do know has been confirmed is he does not like Red being worn in the building. I know that. I don't know if it's officially been confirmed that he's banned it. Um, but I look forward to that game as well. But we're going to focus on Minnesota at least for a little bit these next couple of weeks for obvious reasons. I'll tell you what, if we could get a win that first game, that would be huge because Minnesota walks in with such an advantage. They really do. I mean, you have a coach who's been there for years versus a coach who's in his first game, a coach who's really having to rebuild a program versus a program that's honestly had pretty good success for a while under P.J. Fleck, whether you like his antics or not. you got to give him respect. In fact, next week, maybe I'll do a segment, not just on, because eventually I'll do a prediction show on Minnesota, Nebraska, but maybe I'll do a segment on which football program has the brighter future as an overall whole, like not just this year, but like the next three, five, six, seven years. Let me know. Is that something you'd be interested in me doing? Text, call 402-464-5685. Let me know if that's a segment you fans would enjoy. All right, now you look at Xavier Betts, all right? This is a talented wide receiver. You can see that. Uh, a big body that moves well, very gifted. Leaves the team for the second time in 18 months. All right, now when you look at this, okay, says his heart wasn't in it. And when a guy leaves a team for a second time in 18 months, I, I, I think that could just kind of be assumed, but that's the official word, okay? A huge loss for an already thin group in terms of experience. It's late in the game, okay? But is it good on Xavier for realizing this now instead of in season? I think they're more likely to realize it now. Now, you don't do two-a-days anymore like we used to. My first couple years in Nebraska, it was two-a-days every day. Bang, 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 bang. Okay, then I went 2-1-2-1. Two, one, two, one. two practices, one day, the next day was, was one. So it was 2-1-2-1. Two, one, two, one. And honestly, the first year they did that, they didn't give players days off. When you had two days every day, you'd go six days if the coaches wanted, then you could have, we always had Sunday off. But when we went 2-1-2-1, two, one, two, one, they got rid of the day off. We went 24 straight days without a day off. I actually thought that was worse. I was like, oh my Lord. My point is this. The dog days of fall camp are the most difficult part about football, with or without two days. And I think guys are more likely to discover then if they love football or not, because that's the most difficult part of the entire season is the dog days of fall camp. There's a reason why Brett Favre for years, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. Oh, it's the last preseason game. Now I'll show up. He missed the worst part of camp, uh, football, which was camp. It's the most difficult part. It's the worst part. 
for a reason. You need to get in football shape. You need to get pounded on, beat on a little bit to build up that callus, that toughness physically, mentally. It's a necessary part of football. That's how I always viewed it. I didn't always enjoy it, you know, but I understood. It was part of the process. And if I love football and I wanted to be as good of a football player as I hoped I could be, it was, it was a necessary evil was how I viewed it. And that's just the way it is. So I think I'm glad he realized it now rather than during the season. But I think the odds are guys whose heart may not be in football, they're more likely to realize it during the most difficult part of the season, which is fall camp. So my reaction to his heart not being in it, football's not for everybody. It just isn't. And that's okay. Uh, I have seen some people online call him a quitter. Okay, sure, I guess, whatever. I, I don't view it that way because I've seen so many guys where their heart isn't in it and they don't make it or they do make it and they go half speed. A lot of sometimes they get hurt because if you ain't going 100%, you're more likely to get hurt, especially if that other guy's going 100% or they don't reach their potential. Or they just kind of go through the motions and then sometimes that reverberates throughout the locker room and then you got a locker room that doesn't go 100% all the time because that's how some guys on the team are doing and then that becomes contagious. So I understand. I wish he was on the team. I wish his heart was in it. But I wish him nothing but the best as well. All right. When you look at the wide receiver position, okay, it's not a position <laughs> with a lot of proven guys. You look at the spring game, for example. One guy stood out, Billy Kemp. That was it. Okay. When you look at pass catchers as a whole, okay, there was only one other guy who even had more than two catches, and that was tight end Nate, Nate Borkisher. Okay. I believe he had three. I have to go back and look it up. But Eric Gilbert right now, you can't count on him yet. Obviously, ridiculously physically talented, but you can't count on him yet. High hopes for Thomas Fedoni. Again, a guy who's got to prove himself. Mark. So there's other guys with high hopes. You know, we have high hopes for them. Marcus Washington, Malachi Coleman. He's a true freshman. Keep that in mind. Okay. I thought Isaiah Garcia Castaneda flashed at times last year. You could argue both ways. Okay. He was not consistent throughout the season, but just at times he would flash and then he, he wouldn't. And then he would do the opposite sometimes. But I believe that talent and ability is there. Okay. So for me, uh, as from a talent depth standpoint, I actually think, think Xavier hurts us more than Miles does as far as not being on the team. But it's kind of one of those things we're going to have to run the ball this year. We just are. Even if Xavier was on the team, he was still unproven. His talent was there, but he, he hadn't done anything consistently in any way, shape, or form. We all had high hopes for him. Let's be honest. We're going to have to run the ball. I'm just, I'm going to be objective as I can with this. So bear with me. Our quarterback, Jeff Sims, is a physical phenom. Did anybody else see the picture of the single digits that were hand out, the single digit uniforms? I think there were four guys at first. And Jeff standing next to everyone else. He was standing next to a linebacker who shall remain unnamed. He kind of towered over him. One of our better linebackers. And it's not an indictment on the linebacker. That's a compliment to Jeff Sims and being a physical phenom and his size and speed and ability. Now, here's where being real comes in. He's throwing a lot of interceptions. Now he's a young quarterback. He's got a couple years of eligibility left now that he's an upperclassman. He's talented but unproven as being a consistent passer just yet. All rooting for him. And he's thrown to unproven pass catchers as an overall whole. We're going to have to run the ball. It's that simple. And hopefully the, as the year progresses... And the offense comes quicker, faster, easier to these guys as they get used to repping it over and over and over. And they learn the coaches. They learn the expectations. This is what year one is. And under a new coach, we all know that. Until then, we're going to have to run the ball first. And hopefully the pass game comes along. And hopefully the play-action pass game. And hopefully we can protect the quarterback comes along. 
Now, luckily, we have a, we do have a big old line. We do. If you look at them, they're big. Hopefully, vastly improved under second-year offensive line coach Donovan Riola. Plus the addition of center transfer Ben Scott from Arizona State. The return of Nardine Newilly, who was our best guard a couple years ago. And I know Teddy's been banged up. Hopefully he's ready to go game one, 100%. 100%. Okay, and he can be himself. Okay, because with those guys at 100% playing at the highest level, hopefully other guys can step up. Highly touted guys like Bryce Benhart, Turner Corcoran, who've got a lot of experience at this point. Ethan Piper, I've heard good things about him throughout camp. Hopefully two of these three guys can step up. It'd be nice if more than two, so we had some depth. Okay. And Jeff Sims obviously can absolutely run the ball. So if we can move people with the O-line, second-year offensive line coach, a couple of good additions to the offensive line, a couple of guys coming back who may have been two of our best O-linemen a year ago had they been able to play. Hopefully two of the returning guys who have experience for us, guys I've already named, are better now that they've got years under their belt. Plus you look at, we got three talented running backs. They could all be starters at other schools. Gabe Irvin. I'm going to point it out again. First running back, think about this, in Nebraska football history to start his first game ever as a true freshman. Never been done before him. Obviously, he was hurt, but now he's back healthy. Anthony Grant, number one junior college running back in the country, our best running back a year ago statistically, if you look at it anyways. And then you've got speed demon Ramir Johnson. And when he got his chance to start a game or two a couple of years ago, he showed what he could do. We're going to find out quickly if rule bringing Donovan Riola back on the offensive line was the right call. Okay. We are going to have to run the ball first just with what we have right now. And that's okay. We have talented wide receivers. We've got guys with ability, potential talent. We just need a couple of them to step up and more than a couple would be obviously phenomenal, but at least a couple. All right. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be right back with a former Blackshear great Husker legend, Mr. Tony Velen. Don't go anywhere. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.